When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. When we enter into relationships, our brains and bloodstreams are filled with love hormones. And these love hormones drive us towards connection. This is evolutionary. Our bodies want us to bond. And sometimes this can cause us some issues, particularly if one or both people in the relationship have a history of not being able to set boundaries or say no when needed. Dear Liz, whenever I get into a new relationship, I become terribly codependent. I don't ever say no, and I really enable destructive behavior. I go along with their plans, and I won't even tell them if they say or do something I disagree with or that makes me uncomfortable. It seems fine in the beginning, but later on I start to realize I really resent it. Why do I do this? First, I want to say it's really hard for most people to put boundaries in place and stand their ground in the start of a relationship when they really like the other person. Our brains are filled with a lot of happy juices that make us a little love drunk and are designed to minimize the bad and maximize the good. So you, like everyone else, already have that against you. It can be especially hard when to top that off, you also have a history of people-pleasing or you struggle with setting boundaries. And again, you're not alone in that. Many of us have that experience as well. So it's quite common for people to self-betray at the beginning of the relationship. For example, laughing at jokes that you don't actually find funny or playing into destructive tendencies. For example, getting into a car with someone even though you know they've been drinking or saying you wanna do things you don't actually want to do. People fear that if they don't play into the other person, they won't be loved. While it's common, it's also not healthy and tends to set the stage for a relationship that almost requires continued self-betrayal to keep it working. Over time, what will happen is a lost sense of self and a lot of resentment and a partner who just doesn't know or doesn't care about what you actually believe or need or want. One of the best things we can learn to do at the start of a relationship is to practice setting boundaries. I'm sure you're thinking, Yeah, I know, but how do I do it? If I could, I would. That love cocktail is so strong, I don't know what I'm doing in the beginning. Here is what I want to encourage. Number one, start with basic needs. Make a list, list out your most basic needs. So for example, maybe you say something like, when I'm hungry, I need to eat. When I'm tired, I need to sleep. When I'm thirsty, I need to drink. That basic. These then are the boundaries you want to keep in place at the start of your relationship. So no matter how much you like the other person, if you have one of these needs, you're going to make sure that those get met first before kind of leaving yourself and going towards them. For example, if you're tired and you get an 11 p.m. text asking you to meet up, I know those hormones are going to ask you to go, but I want you to say no 
You can lean into just speaking for the need by saying, hey, I would love to see you, but I'm tired, so I really need to sleep tonight. Let's meet up tomorrow. Once you have the basics down, then I want you to look back at the past. Think about some things that have bothered you in past relationships that you tended to not set boundaries around. So for example, you might say that it bothers you when people are late or that it's really upsetting when you're dating someone who takes three days to text back. Maybe it bothers you if they're the type of person that never actually makes the plans and it all falls on you. Or it might bother you if they always invite their friends on your dates. I want you to write down your two or three pet peeves, and when you notice them happening, try to bring it up as soon as you can. When you start bringing up your basic needs and pet peeves and you speak to them and you make sure you hold a boundary around them, you're not only respecting yourself, but you're also respecting the other person. You're trusting that they are an adult who wants to work with you and not against you. And if you find that they do work against you, then voila, you've received really important information that you can use before going much further. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore the concept of self-betrayal. If you have your own relationship dilemma that you'd like to share, email or send me a voice note to questions at goodrisings.com. I'm Elizabeth Earnshaw, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. You can find me on Instagram at LizListens. Thanks for listening to Hash It Out. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Until then, love on your loved ones, and when that gets hard, tune in to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.